0: This is Healing Justice, a podcast bridging conversations at the intersection of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Warning, and this week you're joining us for a practice episode. Each week we offer either a conversation about a topic that is central to movement building and healing, or a corresponding practice led by that same guest. That leads us through a way that we can actually practice or try on or embody the topic we talked about the week before. And so this week, we are hanging out with some of the most fun guests that we've ever had, Idelice Malave and Joanne Sandler, who are two old bitches. And they gave themselves that name, y'all. They run a podcast of the same name, and you can find out more about them at twooldbitches.com with the word two spelled out. They are both women who have been working in global justice work for many decades and describe their work and their experience as having been honing their bitchcraft for decades. They also define the word bitch as an acronym that stands for being in total charge of herself. They are so wise and deep and kind and also hilarious to listen to. And so you can check out their podcast and also listen to them on the episode before this one here on healing justice this week. They are giving us this practice called the do-over. The function of this practice is to reflect on experiences of discrimination or bias and to seed creativity in response. This practice sounded pretty simple when they started describing it, but then once I did it, I realized how much I actually need a simple tool like this for reflecting on hard experiences and pulling out learning and a sense of A capacity for things to be different in the future, right? To build wisdom, to build muscle around showing up in new ways. And so this practice connects the personal and the political, and it can be done as a group or it can be done by yourself. You just need a piece of paper and something to write with. And we hope that it's a useful experience for you. Here they go.
1: So, Joanne, we're going to lead an exercise today that you recently renamed. What is it? What's it called? It's called the do-over. And what I love about the do-over exercise is that it has a purpose. We don't get to do over in life, but we do get to recapture and reflect on experience so that we can learn and the next time do it better. And that's what this exercise is about and it's a learning exercise
2: and I think it's a fun exercise. It generally creates a space where people actually have time to think about how they acted or reacted in a particular situation and what would happen if they could do it over again and that is a privilege that we don't give ourselves often the opportunity it's to also it an exercise that you can do
1: all by yourself right sitting at your desk right or at your kitchen table wherever you happen to be and it's also a great small group exercise where people do this individually and then share right with
2: each other we've used it a lot that way so it starts with and if you're listening you can do this you take out a piece of paper Eight and a half by 11 will do well. Or whatever. You draw a vertical line down the middle of the paper and a horizontal line across, so you have four quadrants. And then you can use this for many, many things, whatever your question is. So we've used it for um, giving people the opportunity to reflect on a time that they witnessed or experienced or even perpetrated some type of discriminatory behavior or bias. And so what you do is just take a minute, breathe, close your eyes, and think about a time. So think about a time when you witnessed, experienced, or were the perpetrator of a bias.
1: And may I urge them to try and and focus perhaps on a time when they experienced Mm
2: -hmm. an incident? Mm. Try that one first. Okay. Okay, so once you spent a minute thinking about that, then in the top left-hand quadrant, you write down the incident, the title of the incident. And once you start writing, so I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions, and you just keep writing in that quadrant while I ask the questions. So things like, where were you? Who else was there? When did it happen? What was said? Who had the greatest impact on what happened? Who didn't? What captured your attention? What surprised you? What values were at play? What was the outcome? Right? So you're writing as I'm asking those questions. OK, then you stop. And now you go to the upper right-hand quadrant. And the title we want you to give that is My Power. And so again, I'm gonna ask a series of questions and you just keep writing. So what did you do? What did you say? What were you thinking? What were your priorities? What questions arose for you? What power did you have to act? And what power did you choose not to use?
1: I sometimes had what were your fears?
2: OK, so then you finish with that quadrant. And then you go to the bottom left hand. And you write at the top the title, my feelings. And so in this quadrant, we want you to think about your emotions, your feelings. How did it make you feel this incident? What memories does it evoke now? How did it affect what you did in the future? And what is it about that incident that makes you remember it now? What feeling do you have as you think about this? So again, you take two or three minutes and write. And now, here's the best part. On the lower right-hand quadrant, you write, do over. So thinking about the whole trajectory from the incident to the power, to your feelings, if you had it to do over again, what would you do the same? What would you do differently? And with what purpose in mind? So again, take two or three minutes and write down your thoughts on that and then sit with it. Now, as Ide said, you could do this on your own at your kitchen table. You could do it wherever you are. What we often do is, and and it adds power, is form triads and give people whatever time you have, about five minutes. And so the, so one person tells the story of what he or she wrote in the quadrants. The second person listens and interacts, and the third person just observes. And after five minutes, seven minutes, everybody switches roles, and then you do it a third time. So not only have people reflected and thought about what it is that happened and how they experienced it and how they used their power and what they would do differently. Um, But they've had the opportunity to share. And
1: it's, I think, interesting and useful in a couple of ways, going back to the purpose of this. It does allow you to recapture and reflect and learn from the experience. But if you do it in a group, it also gives you an opportunity to observe yourself. Mm -hmm. And do you prefer to be the teller, the storyteller? Do you prefer to be an active listener? Or are you someone who
2: actually preferred just quietly observing? So this is useful in a whole variety of settings, depending on what you do. It's useful, I think, in coaching situations when you do one-on-ones. I use it, I do a course on transformative leadership for gender equality, and so I use it with people who are thinking about how to address and and eliminate gender discrimination, mostly in workplaces. I've used it when
1: I'm facilitating team building, whether it's called that or not sessions, where it's a small group of people who work together, right? And this is a way of deepening relationship and trust. So it has real value that way for, I think, team dynamics and the kind of the glue of the team of how you connect with each other.
2: Yeah, and and I, we should say also that we adapted this from an exercise we learned from the cartoonist Linda Barry. We definitely should <laughs> do
1: do attribution here. Linda Barry, probably best known for her book Cruddy, and I want to be clear that the first person to adapt this was Joanne. She had the good
2: idea of adapting. Really? Oh, okay. So whether you use it for team-building, coaching, planning, anti bias training, we wish you the best of luck, and please let us know how it works out.
0: Thank you so much to Joanne Sandler and Idelis Malave of Two Old Bitches podcast for joining us and leading us through that practice of the do-over. If you found this resource useful, please join us with your support at patreon.com slash we are currently in the middle of wrapping up our book club selection from the past three months pleasure activism the politics of feeling good with Adrienne marie brown and next week we are launching our next book club selection so sign up for book club on our patreon and stay tuned next week on the podcast to find out what the next book will be You can download the corresponding conversation with Ide and Joanne to hear them be totally wise and amazing and absurd. They talk about the secrets of bitchcraft, friendship and creativity, being unapologetically yourself, tender transparency, the importance of having friends in every decade of life, play and therapy. You can find that on any podcast listening platform, the episode right before this one. Links are in the show notes to find our email list at healingjustice.org and our social media, so stay in touch and let us know how your practice goes. A big thank you to Rachel Ishikawa for editing this practice and to Zach Meyer at The Coal Room for mixing and mastering. Hear you next week.